Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the King of the Couch, here with my UFC 246 breakdown. Now, I'm on cloud nine this weekend. I'm going to be honest, it's my 31st birthday uh, yesterday. Thank you very much. Thank you for your well wishes. Uh, I, d- I don't want to get into it too early, you know, but I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to knock the little top off proper 12 whiskey. I'm going to give myself a little, just a wee nip, just a wee, wee nip. Because it's been a good day. Look, 31st birthday for me, so happy birthday. Cheers for me. Thank you. But it's also UFC uh, 246. It was the first card to kick off 2020, and it was the return. The fucking motherfucking return of Conor McGregor. So we're going to break it down. That's what I do. It's my first breakdown of of the year. I'm really excited about this. Uh, The card was great. I really liked it. I watched the prelims and I watched the main card. I watched the bypass prelims. I watched it all. I literally, I actually, to be honest, I'm 31 years old now, so I'm fucking old. And I, you know, just absolutely poetic. I uh, I was on the couch this morning playing a bit of Alien Shooter on my phone and um, pinched a nerve in my back. Really hurt. And I've been having to fucking wank it out back all day. I'm on about a few painkillers, some whiskey, and I had the heat pack, I had the Voltaren cream. So I'm feeling good now somewhat anyway but i'm feeling good mentally feeling good physically eh, a little bit out of shape but anyway here we go look ufc breakdown ufc 246 here we go obviously i'll save the best for last the main event which was a fucking main event but anyway here we go it was a five uh five fight main card but it turned to four because uh there was a woman's straw weight uh fight that was cancelled uh, Claudia Gadelia and Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso didn't make weight. She missed by fucking six pounds. Very, very unprofessional. You know, I'm not a fighter, but I just feel like that's your job. You know what I mean? Like, unprofessional. But, you know, crucify me if I'm out of line. Anyway, to open the main card was a lightweight fight. Great fight. Anthony Pettis versus Carlos Ferreira. I was I was keen on this fight, I've got to be honest. The, the card itself... Look, quick disclaimer. The card itself was a... Somewhat of a sleeper, you know. Looking at it, you know, the, obviously the, the the New Year's Eve card, and and the, maybe the last sort of two to three cards, the two two to three pay per views have been really really good, really out of control, just in terms of like the fights that have been made on it, and then the way the fights have panned out. So this fight, obviously, with the exception of Conor McGregor returning with in, with Donald Cerrone, the card itself wasn't that great. In saying that, you got to look past, and you know, you got to look past that because you, you still got to turn up on the day. Because this card, I thought, was quite a decent sort of card. You know, the prelims are excellent too. Because I watched the whole sort of event from start to finish, you get it all. So I sort of think of it all as the whole event, not just the main card. But anyway, forgive me if I'm uh, I sound like I'm spitting on things. I had a I had a wee bit of bacon before I just walked into the room, and it's I feel like it's in my fucking teeth. But anyway, here we go. Anthony Pertis versus. Carlos Ferreira. This is a good fight. Um, I had, I tipped Pettis. I got to be honest. Ferreira won. It was an interesting fight. Pettis is a one of those fighters. I got to be honest. He seems to just sort of bounce around. He's kind of like a Donald Cerrone in that way, where he has a few really good wins and then he has a loss, you know, and a few really good wins and then a loss, and he sort of just, you know, he was once the UFC lightweight champion, the WEC lightweight champion, and then he sort of. 
every time he, he seems like he's on a bit of a tear or sort of catapulting catapulting himself up to the, the number one spot, he gets sort of taken out. I mean, Ferreira's no slouch, but I don't even think he was ranked, you know, and Pettis is sitting at like 11 now. I don't really believe in the ranking systems. I think it's, it's all bullshit, to be honest. However, in this instance, I thought, look, Pettis, he's had he's had more experience. He's he had he just come off the the win with Wonderboy at welterweight, which was amazing. Um, I think he won the the fight prior. Look who he beat escapes me. I, I'm sorry, but it was just really good. But you know, true true to form, sort of Pettis sort of just came out and um, he sort of wasn't there. That's what I thought. The, the you know that that my if I'm dumbing it right down and trying to sum it up, he just wasn't there. He, you know, he did a couple of good kicks and punches and what they do, but. He just didn't look there, you know, and uh, Ferreira was all over him, just sort of, I say mauled him, but just got him down with the, his grappling was unreal. I think he's like a third grade B uh, black belt, something like that, something stupid. All these Brazilians are black belts. I mean, they just, they come out of the womb and roll straight into a black belt. It's ridiculous. But he, um, yeah, he just, every time that Pettis went to the ground and the first round was, was very much like that, you know, it was, you know, Showtime did the natural showtime thing with the kicks and stuff like that. But then as soon as he got taken to the ground, Freire was all over him. So I thought, okay, cool. You know, like, that was round one. And sort of leaving round one, you're going, look, if you're Pettis and if you're Pettis' corner, the idea is to, pardon me, not get your back on the ground and then not expose your back to the opponent because he's clearly better than you on the ground. And, uh, look, that was 100% what happened. It just, that was the fucking case. And uh, that was round one, you know. Round two, same sort of thing, went the same way, sort of got him, couple of kicks, couple of punches back and forth, and then down, and he's on his fucking back, you know what I mean? And he just got him in this, it was, I think that, I think that he beat him with a rear naked choke, but it was, it was more of like a neck crank sort of thing, you know, he got under the neck and he slid onto the jaw, and it just, this Ferrer just, something about it, I've, 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 I've mentioned on it before, I've, I've, twice, I'm not a fucking veteran by any means, I'm not even a beginner by any means, but I've trained BJJ twice, and it's amazing, people that know what they're doing, the strength that they have when they need it in this particular art form, and it was ridiculous, but um, look, good on Ferreira, you, you know a guy that works on grappling, because their ears look like fucking cauliflowers, they're disgusting, they look like they need a good razor taking them just to, you know, remove the pus, but anyway, Look, good fight. Uh, great way to open the card. I mean, I don't know what's next for Anthony Pettis. I mean, he's ranked at 11. He, I don't think he's ever going to get the belt again. Ferreira, um, he's 17-2. and two. Um, Where does he go from here? Who knows? I mean, I think this will probably give him a ranking, I'm sure. Um, I don't know who's at the sort of the top end of the top 10 of lightweight off the top of my head. But, yeah, look. He'll get someone else, and it will be a good fight, I'm sure. But uh, we will see. Um well, great fight. Great little way to open the main card. Next up on the main card, we have a bantamweight fight. Brian Kelleher versus Ode Osborne. I'm going to take another little quick sip of this whiskey. It's Sunday. I'm feeling good. It's my birthday yesterday. I want to go out on a high. Mmm. So Brian Boomtown Kelleher, he's fucking 20 and 10. So he's like, had some wins. He's definitely had some losses. And Ode Osborne, who just came off the... Um, I believe this was his first fight in the UFC, his first debut fight on a, on a main card, which was really cool. And uh, he came off the Dana White Contender Series on the Tuesday night, which is really cool if you're if you're a fight fan, UFC fan especially. Those Contender Series had some really cool, really really cool fights. That was that was where like Sugar Sean O'Malley was uh, founded, and uh, what's that 
big motherfucker. Greg Hardy, he was on the Contender Series and on, on Ode Osborne. Um, I had to laugh, you know what I mean? And, and look, I don't want to like to bring anyone down. I'm not, I'm not a pessimistic motherfucker by nature. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Ode Osborne, he had this stupid quote that was like, oh, in years to come, people are going to remember Conor McGregor on the Ode Osborne card. Well, look, unfortunately, my friend, you lost by round one submission to Brian Kettler at Bantamweight. You know, I'm not trying to piss on your parade or anything like that or fucking beat you when you're down, but you lost. So I don't think Conor's going to be really remembering your loss off his spectacular evening that he had. However, this is where the fight goes. I like that. You've got to be tenacious and you have to be... You have to wear your heart on your sleeve as a fighter. I think you've got to be cocky, you know. Um, but look, it was a good little fight. Um, I said it was a round one submission at like 2.49, so we didn't. We just made it like on halfway through the round. Um, typical fight. It, re- it started really cool. I've got to give props to Ode Osborne. He didn't win, obviously, but he come out and he had this... I always love the way the fights fight sort of kick off, you know, how the... Every fighter's got their own sort of routine, their own, I guess, superstitions on how they start the fight. They they pace back and forth, they sit on the fence, they crouch down, they sort of put their arms up on the fence, they smile, they, they frown, whatever it may be. Anyway, so when the fight started, they've walked to each other, and, and Ode has sort of done this crawl to the center of the octagon, and as soon as Brian's coming, he's just fucking poof, pounced up in the air, huge, huge flying knee. Um... It didn't really connect, but it was just... I think it caught Brian by storm, I really do. And it was just a, it was just a real... Uh, and I was watching going, that was fucking. That was a fucking sick way to start the fight. That was really cool. And I was thinking, oh, shit, here we go. Oh, it was one. I did pick... I did pick Brian to win the fight, and he did, obviously. But look, it was it was cool. That first sort of minute was was interesting, and then it was just sort of... You know, Brian sort of, I guess, angled it in the fight and got him down. I think he won... I know he went so by submission, but I think it was a uh, like a guillotine-style choke... And, uh, yeah, just once he sort of got in there, yeah, little, uh, little Ode Osborne wasn't getting anywhere. So, look, better luck next time, Ode. I'm sure they'll have another fight. Um, and who knows what's next for Brian. I don't even know if they're, if they had any sort of fucking, uh, really high rankings in this fight, to be honest. But anyway, onwards and upwards. The next fight we had was at heavyweight. It was Alexi Olenek and Maurice Green. Um... This was a cool fight. I uh, I think these are two interesting heavyweights. I'm not a I'm not a massive heavyweight fan. I'll be honest. Um, it's very hit and miss that division. I think. Um, but look, the last fight I saw Alexei Olenek in, he he fucking strangled someone almost to death. I can't remember who it was. They call him the boa constrictor. That's his that's his name, you know. And yeah. It was just cool. They call Maurice Green the, the the crochet boss. I remember seeing him on the Ultimate Fighter, and he um he does crochet. How good is this? A six foot fucking four, huge, terrifying black man that can rip your head off. And for his uh, peace of mind, outside of that, he does crochet. Very very noble. I like you, Maurice, and I like you, Alexi Olenek. But yeah, look, good fight. Um. I, I picked. I've got to be honest. I picked Maurice going into that this fight. He lost, uh, unfortunately for him. Really cool. He's eight and four. I remember he came off the Ultimate Fighter too. Alexi Olenek is like fifty eight and thirteen. This was like his fifty eighth fucking professional win. Absolutely ridiculous at, at this point. I think when these guys are just fighting for that long, and not saying they shouldn't fight for that long, but it's it's just amazing that they are fighting for that long, and they can sort of just you know go and go and go he's 42 years old right i turned 31 so i pinched my nerve on the couch i feel like a bag of shit i'll be honest this proper 12 whiskey has helped me feel fucking mighty fine though i'm gonna take another drink 
Oh yeah. But yeah, I did pick Maurice. He was the he was the taller fighter, uh, just by a little bit. I think maybe three or four inches. Uh, he just looked good, you know. But I, I couldn't sleep on Alexi. Anyway, this is a, a round two submission win for Alexi Olenek. Um, the first round started good. It was it was pretty pretty fireworks. Yeah, I got to be honest. Uh, look, forgive me, forgive me, loyal fucking listeners. I don't have any notes. I didn't take any notes. I was fucking having a good day today. I had a few drinks and uh, I was really, really fucking enjoying myself. So I'm just going on memory here. I think it's pretty good. Correct me if I'm wrong. But look, that first round was very, very good. Maurice did a few good things. Alexi did a few good things. Bit of back and forth, bit of bloodshed. Really good. The one thing I like about a good heavyweight fight is when you see these two monsters. Heavyweight men are just absolute monsters of the world. I'm five fucking seven at like 73 kilos. I'm a little whippet, son of a bitch, you know what I mean? Uh, actually, I'm fat, really, I've got to be honest. But these guys are just, they're, they're monsters, you know what I mean? Six foot seven, 265 plus pounds, maybe, you know? Uh, 225 plus pounds, like... The Inganis of the world, the Derek Lewis's, the DC's, the Stipe's, they're big. The Overeem's, they're big characters. And they look it, too. And these guys looked it as well. They were absolutely, bless you, Beck. They were absolutely just huge, huge units. And the one con of these huge units is some of them don't have the best cardio. They don't have the best strength and conditioning, right? So almost like they're fat fucking middleweights. They don't move that fast. So they come out of the blocks quick. Three, four, five minute round, and then round two and three, that's starting to really, really slow up. I didn't think this was the case in round one. They were really out of the blocks hard. There was a moment in round two I thought, shit, Maurice looks a little bit tired here. Um, I don't know what they're going through too. They're a heavy frame to carry, and they've got a lot of weight on them and stuff. But look, good fight. Um, I was I was happy for Alexi that he got up, and I was I was gutted for Maurice that he, he got beat because he's a good fighter. Um Look again. I don't know what's next for these guys. They, uh, they, they're not. They're not up there in the top ten or anything. Great fight, of course, but um, there's a few cool heavyweight fights on the horizon. I think you've got uh, in the next coming shit. Is it? No, it's in April. You've got Francis Ngannou versus uh, what's his name? Fucking, oh, I can't even think of his name. He's ridiculous. He's a Strovenruk or something like that. Uh, it escapes me. I've had a few drinks. Forgive me, but um, you know that's a good one. They're going to make the uh, Stepe, Stepe, and DC third fight the trilogy. Um, there's a few things happening. I like Derek Lewis as well, but you know he he can be a little bit inconsistent at the top. Um, who knows what's next for the heavyweight division and these guys? I'm sure, both of them will recoup and pick up another good fight very very soon. So uh, good win though. Good good win that Alexi. Oh, Nick, he's not called the boa constrictor for nothing. That's fucking for damn sure. So, anyway, on to the co-main event. It was a woman fight on the main... It's the only woman fight in the main card besides the one that was scratched. Uh, we had Holly Holm versus Raquel Rocky Pennington. Um, look, I... Yeah, look, I got. I don't I don't have much to say about this fight. I've got to be honest. It was a decision. Holly Holm won by decision. It was a weird fight. I, I, they fought before years ago. I don't quote me on how long ago it was. It was, it was old school though. Um, and this was, I think, their second fight. I'm going back at least five years, say, say maybe six years. You know, um, look, it just was a boring fight. I got to be honest. I thought it was a really boring fight. 
I I love the UFC. I love mixed martial arts and stuff like that. And sometimes people go, oh, "You're not a purist, you know. You don't you don't see the the little wins and the little triumphs." I do see that, but it's still boring, you know, viewing that, you know. And uh, it was a real case of if we're two front rowers just pumping each other's chest to chest, chest to chest. That's exactly what this fight pretty much was, chest to chest. I almost felt like Raquel Pennington just sort of wasn't there, or she just wasn't good enough to get past Holly's you know, uh, boisterous sort of fucking in her face, you know. Holly Holm was definitely the aggressor. Holly Holm's a phenomenal fighter. She just really didn't showcase it in this fight. She, of course, is, I'd say, almost world famous for the head kick that she planted on Ronda Rousey and knocked her out. Um, but, yeah, this just, I just felt like both fighters either didn't turn up or the fact that they had fought before they remembered the last fight and were just so totally different from that last fight that this is the way it ended up. But yeah, look, I uh, I didn't really enjoy that fight. I got to be honest, it was a, it was a fifteen minute one. Went the distance. I picked I didn't I picked Rocky to win. I thought she's going to come out here. She seems pissed. She seems a bit of the the angry type. Um, but she just didn't really turn it on. Holly Holm is phenomenal as well. I, I thought she just didn't really turn it on. But you know, look. It wasn't their night. Holly got the the W, and uh, and that was it. That was it. Anyway, I'm 17 minutes into this podcast. I'm fucking enjoying myself. I'm having a drink of proper 12. I've got the bottle. I've got the bloody Conor McGregor print in the background. So where the fuck does that mean we're at, ladies and gentlemen? We are at the main event of the evening. All right. I could go on a bit here. I'll be honest. This is a This could be a big show. Conor McGregor, the notorious one, versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. What do I say? Firstly, I'm going to take another quick sip. Mm. So good. Where do I begin? Okay, let's start with uh, let's start with Conor. This was his first fight in 15 month at 15 months. Sorry, that's not unusual for fighters. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, for anyone that's been living under a fucking literal rock, uh, Conor McGregor is the biggest thing that has ever, ever hit the world of MMA. I don't care who you are, fan or no fan, it's that's a legit fact. He's the biggest fucking thing. Not even just in MMA. He's, he's one of the biggest sort of celebrities and stars in the world right now. The guy can't even, you know, go outside without getting fucking bothered anymore. Um, so... To paint a little picture, obviously I've mentioned this on other shows. I, I, I was into the UFC. I was, I was, I wasn't as big of a fan as I am now. I used to like the UFC, and then when I first got wind of Conor McGregor years ago, it was interesting. There was something about him that just made you sort of listen up, you know. And and that's coming from at the time. I would say was if I'm 100% now, I was 50% at that point of a UFC fan. Something about Conor McGregor is I've got friends all around me, I've got family all around me that do not like the UFC, they do not like the fights, but they will watch Conor McGregor's fights, they will fucking pay money to watch Conor McGregor's fights, it's it's amazing. So to paint a little picture, a few years ago I was in, you know, bad way, negative way, whatever, drinking too much, losing, you know, my mind, I was getting fat, I had long hair, I was an idiot and didn't do that. And I tuned in and I saw Conor McGregor and I thought, this guy's got like six months, maybe seven months on me in age. I just I just resonated with him some way, shape or form. We're obviously chalk and cheese. And uh, yeah, he just, every morning for me, it was like after, this is when I was like, I've got to make a change, you know, and I started getting fit and healthy. I started running every morning. There was this particular video. I think this might have been after the, the first time he lost to Nate Diaz. Uh, there, there was, it's, 
it's called the comeback. If you if you go YouTube, the comeback, Conor McGregor, great little three and a half minute four four minute video, so good. Every fucking morning, five a.m., my feet would hit the deck. I'd put that shit on. I'd leave my house, the dark. I'm on the street in the dark, you know. There's nothing but me and 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 just that that glistening sort of wind, you know, that that cool breeze. And I'd watch that, and I'd fucking pump myself up. I'd be fucking shadow boxing down the street, just you know, I just really fucking feeling it. I go running. This is when I met Beck, and I was on a different level then. What I'm trying to get at is that there was something that this particular man, Conor McGregor, planted in me, and I know for a fact he plants it in many other men and women. There's something about him that is different to any other UFC fighter, any other boxer. I'll be honest, a lot of pro athletes, there's something that he's just captured. He's 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 not Muhammad Ali. He's not Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad Ali is not Conor McGregor. They're two, two different beings. But he, I would say he's on that sort of level. Con, uh, Muhammad Ali was on that level. There was something about him. People either wanted to tune in to see him fucking win, or they wanted to tune in to see his face just get smashed to smithereens. And uh, it's the same with Conor McGregor. So, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of, a lot of commotion in this house right now. Arabella's crying. The dog's barking. I think it's time for another drink. But, yeah. So that was Conor McGregor. Let's go back in. 15 months. he come off the loss to Khabib. Um, and then before that, he had the loss to Mayweather. So the guy's had two losses in three years. Nothing to be ashamed of because he's gone from just ab- an absolute tear in the UFC. He lost that first Nate Diaz fight. Then he won the second one. Then he beat Eddie Alvarez. So he had one, one professional loss in his whole initial career. Then from the Eddie Alvarez fight, he's jumped to uh, boxing to fight Floyd Mayweather. So Conor McGregor is not a professional boxer. Floyd Mayweather, yeah, he's got age on him and stuff like that, which means, he, in my my opinion, he's got experience on him. And it, experience is something that it can't be beat sometimes. Floyd has never, ever lost a fucking boxing fight in his life. You know what I mean? Age does not play a part. I'm sure as shit Alfie Langer could run rings around me at Suncorp Stadium, you know? Just because I'm younger than him, doesn't mean that I'm going to beat him in a game of rugby league. So that fucking excuse is out the window if you're if you're riding on those coattails. So he lost to Floyd Mayweather, which was a great bout, mind you. I, I had a good time, and we definitely had a few drinks that day. Then he's gone, and he's he's had a long layoff. He's made the hundred fucking million dollars. He's he's made the proper twelve whiskey, which thank you very much. Shout out proper twelve, very good. I'm just going to keep filling up here because it just seems right, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, he, um, lost my train of thought because I was sidetracked by the booze. But he, um, he come back, he fought Khabib, and that was when, I don't want to say he lost his way. Uh, yeah, so we're six months apart, and I haven't got it all figured out by any means, and that guy has got the world on his shoulders. And it was just like, you saw, you saw him get to the top very, very, very quickly, and then you saw him sort of have a real trickling decline almost. I don't want to say that like he um, he he just, what's the word I'm looking for here, you know? He makes mistakes, right? The guy's 30, 29, 30, 31, you know, over these periods of his life. He made the whiskey, he made a lot of money. I have like $1,000 in my pocket. If someone's to give me $100 million tomorrow, I'm sure as shit I go out and make a fucking few mistakes too. So... Anyone that thinks they're a martyr, fuck off. You're not a martyr. 
And this guy isn't a fucking martyr too. He's a professional cage fighter that has a big heart, right? He just fell off the wagon a couple of times, you know. And uh, yeah, look, yeah, that that issue where he hit the guy on the stool, the old guy, which I didn't, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Um, he had the fucking arresting in Miami for whatever he slammed that guy's phone in the floor, stamped on it. Uh, there's a couple of rape allegations, which are all bullshit. I 100% believe that they're all fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, just one of these things. Then, yeah, the issue where he threw the, the dolly at the bus uh, in Brooklyn, and I was in fucking New I was in, on the plane to New York at the time when he threw that. Got off the plane, my mate Jordan was like, did you see what happened? I was like, no, I didn't see what happened. I was on the fucking plane, man. You, know, you should know you bought the ticket. And he was just like, oh, man, check this footage out. And he showed me, and holy fuck, it was just like, wow, okay, what the fuck happened since I was on that plane, you know? And that was it. So when we saw the press conference between him and Khabib, absolute just vicious just he was just totally fucking vicious and i'm not saying some of it wasn't funny but there was a lot of it and i like his shtick don't get me wrong there was a lot of it that was just too vicious and you could see that at at that point he was angry there was something wrong with him he was just angry you know and i don't think that's a healthy thing for a fighter funnily enough you know ironic as it is they're going in beating up people in cages right that's what they do but to carry an anger into that, it almost is a detriment to your performance, you know. And um, he just looked like he was fucking spitting fire at that press conference. And then, of course, spitting fire going into that fight. And it didn't do him any fucking um, any good at whatsoever. You know, he sort of he had a good little biff with with Khabib in that fight. I mean, but just Khabib sort of outclassed him, knocked him with a right, knocked him down. And... Uh, it just wasn't there. From the moment that that bell sort of dinged, uh, Connor walked out flat-footed, which is not really good. Uh, Connor's not like that, and that wasn't really good to see. It just didn't look like he was there. Look, he lost. Khabib's moved on. Connor's moved on. That fight will happen again. I, I 100% believe that it will happen again. So that's enough of me, you know, coming my pants over Connor McGregor for just now. Donald Cerrone, the classic. The classic warrior. Um, what can you say about Donald Cerrone that like you wouldn't have seen before? Thirty-six and fourteen. The guy's had a fucking lot of wins. He's had a, he's had a handful, a good handful of losses. He's got the most, I think, the most wins in the UFC and the most knockouts in the UFC. And it's almost like um, you know a, a detriment to his career that he's never got to the belt. And I and I truly believe that the reason he hasn't ever got to the belt is because the guy fucking fights literally legitimately like. Every three to four months, he obviously loves fighting. He's he's an he's a like an extreme dude in real life, you know. Um, he does all sorts of extreme sports, and, and he's crazy. Just just today, um, I'd never fucking noticed it, but the guy's got a huge gash down the front of his abs, huge scar. Uh, the mother-in-law sitting next to me because you know I got into the fight. She's a big fight fan, and. Um, She's like, what's that scar? I was like, you know what? I've never fucking seen that properly. Like, what is that scar? Like, it just looked really big today. I I'd sort of noticed it, but not like that. And, I, and she's like, oh, I'm going to jump on the Google. The guy's lost 50 fucking feet of intestines and half a stomach from a motocross accident. And he's still a professional fighter, mind you. You know what I mean? It just sort of shows the balls on Cowboy, the big, fat Cowboy balls. And to you, Cowboy, I'm going to take another little quick drink. It was just... It actually blew my mind. I did not know that, you know, and I felt almost like, shit, I've been under a rock. Like, I've watched this guy fight many a time, and I never really noticed a scar that big. But something about Donald Cerrone, um, when I when I got in, 
you know, when I got into the UFC, I, I knew about him, and when I saw that Go Big conference back in 2015 with Connor and Donald Cerrone, that was the the red panty night, the you're stiff as a board, all that, all that commotion. You know, I thought, oh, yeah, Connor, I'm Connor, yeah, fuck Cerrone. But I knew what he was, you know. And now I know more than ever how 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 hectic, how how just fierce Donald is. There's something about him, you know. There's something so real about Donald Cerrone that I really like. And um, he's got the, you know, okay, there's the BMF belt for anyone that, Masvidal Diaz, the BMF belt. Fucking hell, Donald Cerrone lives at the BMF Ranch. He, he has he has named it. There's there's signs there. The BMF, the Bad Motherfucker Ranch. That's the name of his fucking house. He is a bad motherfucker, you know. Motocross. He he fucking snowboards. He does cave diving. There's a YouTube Joe Rogan cave diving Donald Cerrone story. It will blow your fucking tits off. He he's just a beast. There's something about him. He's just a beast, and I like him because he's down to earth. He's tight as fuck with his grandparents, which I resonate there. I'm tight as fuck with my grandparents. I really like that. He um, his grandfather passed away, and, and he has a cool story about um, you know his grandfather sort of living long enough to see him get into the, the UFC, which happened. And he's really tight with his grandmother, and she was in the ring. And uh, it's just he just seems like a real beautiful soul, you know. I've got to be honest; that sounds whatever it sounds, but he just seems like a really good dude. And if I ever got the opportunity to have a beer and shake his hand and just fucking go crazy with him, I'd love that because he just seems like a cool dude. Such a motherfucking badass, you know. He rocked up the other day, I think it was to the weigh-ins or the press conference, whatever it was. He would like a real, just like pure Sons of Anarchy bikey, you know. He's like, he, he rides Harleys. Had the Harley there, two of the crew, just but Harleys, you know, just in there. And I was like, that's badass, dude. I like that, the fucking black snakeskin python jacket, the hat. Guy looks like the fucking Undertaker from the wrestling. You know, it was just really, really cool to see. You know... So with all that said, going into the fight, I wanted Connor to win. I love Connor. He's my first love. I've got to be honest. But I love Cerrone too. You don't want to see a man, a guy like that, lose because he's just such a good dude and he deserves the W. You know, he deserves the payday. Whatever you want to say it, he just and he is a fucking good fighter. He was no slouch. I talked to a lot of people and they were like, "Oh yeah, Connor, Connor, Connor," and I picked Connor. But I was like, "Jesus Christ, I'm confident," but I'm like. I'm not that confident, you know what I mean? I thought this is going to go potentially the distance. And, uh, geez, how how wrong I was. So 30 minutes in, you've heard me coming in my pants about these two fighters. It's time for me to break down the fight. This is at welterweight. Cool to see Connor at welterweight. He looks good at welterweight. He looks good at this. He looked really, really good at the at the weigh-ins. I personally think Donald Cerrone, who was more of a, not to say natural 155, has just been fighting at 155. He's had maybe three, four, five fights. Is this going to be his fourth or fifth fight at welterweight? He uh, he looks way better at welterweight. I prefer Donald at welterweight. He looks good. He doesn't cut as much, and he, he just seems more vibrant, more fast, more fierce. Anyway, that being said, the, the fucking... The songs ring, you know, and they come out, and they look really, really good. Donald looks good. Cowboy, Kid Rock, it's on. It's back, and he's got the hat on. Connor comes out. Sinead O'Connor, you know, Notorious B.I.G. Bang, he's got the hair slick, the beard. He looks amazing. God, he can make a man fucking turn. And on that note, I might have another drink. But it was just an amazing uh, walkout scene you know, and I get nervous as 
fuck, you know, I really do leading up to Conor McGregor fights because that's how much I want him to win. I really get, I get so fucking nervous. I feel like I should be fighting. Anyway, so we're in the ring. They do it. They're humble. You can see these guys have mutual respect, which I really, really love about mixed martial arts, martial arts in general. I like that mutual respect. I like that respect. And I, no matter what sort of animosity going into the fight, I always appreciate it when they shake hands and kiss afterwards, hug. It's it's amazing. It really is. And I fucking like that. And it's a true testament to humanity there. Uh, God, I've had a few whiskeys today. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking steaming up here. But um, it was a good fight. It was a good fight for Connor. <laughs> I could have been honest. Bang, bing. The 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 bell has rung. So they're out. Connor just marches forward. Donald just marches forward. And Connor's just sort of launched this huge left. Just a massive fucking rocket. Poof. Donald has come under it. He has come under it and then in the clinch. It was a it was a real quick sort of scenario. I was like, wow, I've never seen Connor sort of come out with that fist. He always does a kick or something. And um and Donald sort of Donald, Donald, the guy's had like fucking 55, 60 fights. He's had many a different start. And that was it. Then they clinched. And then I've never seen this. I've never seen this in sport of mixed martial arts. Connor just dropped the left shoulder in. Like he just pure shoulder charges him. Bang, bang, bang. He's hit him with three different shoulders. He has busted this motherfucker's nose on the second shot. Like just like devastating it just push. and you could see it you could see it when you're watching it and, and donald's eyes that if you've ever been hit in the nose i'm you don't have to be punching the nose if you've ever walked in a wall or anything like that if you get hit right on the fucking button your eyes water and donald's eyes are watering his nose is clearly just broken there's blood and that was it bang he's pushed him back and connor oh my fucking god i, I can't wait to get back and watch these replays connor just bang left high kick push beautiful half stunned him like he wasn't knocked out but he was stunned and ladies and gentlemen from the fucking get-go was the beginning of the end because it bang he's just hit him with a couple of left right and he looked fucking good he looked solid he looked vicious the way he was hitting donald was just so heavy that's the word i'm gonna have to use to explain it it was heavy bang 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 left right left 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 you know he fucking loves the left but it was just so heavy I got him down on the back. Bang, bang, bang. Donald sort of recovered somewhat, rolled over, bang, 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 and he just knocked him. And that was all she wrote. 40 fucking seconds into that fight. I'm going to have another drink. This it's, is amazing. Oh, God, I'm having a fucking good weekend. But that was it. 40 fucking seconds. I was yelling. I was yelling. I had a few people around the house. I was yelling so fucking hard that Arabella cracked up into tears. I'm so sorry, Arabella. I love you. But that's how excited I was. And I immediately felt gutted for Donald because, you know, I just like that guy as well. And he's a, he's a sick fighter. And you know the guy's going to be back in like fucking eight to ten weeks fighting someone. He's just that sort of fucking individual. Um, But it was really good. The Just really good to see. And there was a lot of respect. Again... The one cool thing about Connor was, and I had a couple of friends, and I'd say almost like new to MMA, they were like, oh, I don't like this sort of humbled Connor, this humble, you know, not cocky. And I'm like, he's done the cocky, he's done the he's done the brash attitude, he's done the big build-up, he's done all this. Everybody knows what he's about. I, I actually welcome this. I like this. I like this impression of Connor, where he was sort of humble. You know, he knows what he's about. He had a couple of couple of good one-liners and, and, and all the build-ups that you saw. He looked really, really focused in his training. And, um, yeah, like that, 
that was it and he was fucking back just like that the guy is the fucking king of the world again and that there's something about conor mcgregor that no other unfortunately for no other ufc fighter they have not captured that people that don't watch ufc and mma tune in to see those fights like i said earlier that is a true testament to his personality that is a true testament to his, that his fucking sales ability of himself it is uh it is absolutely amazing you know it a brilliant little uh post-fight chat with joe rogan um it was amazing who knows what's next for conor mcgregor he wants a season as his words not mine he wants a 2020 season he is he is he said three fights, so this would technically be the one of three. I think he can almost have four this year. Something looks like he's got a fucking fire reignited in his belly, you know? And where do I see him going after this? Look, if we can just block Khabib out for, of my mind, I think the next fight he makes or they make for him is uh, is Jorge Masvidal or Kamara Usman. Either of those fights really interest me, and they're very, very exciting fights. Saying that, though, obviously... Khabib and Tony are fighting mid to late or April, UFC 249, and he's obviously got that history with Khabib, and I know it would be a fucking blinder with Tony. So, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? Tony and Khabib got to fight. That that has to happen. As a fight fan, and, and I'm sure Conor knows it himself, they have to fight. That's a thing that has to happen. He, he can't... He, I cannot go through with my life and not see those two motherfuckers fight so they will fight and one of them will win i don't know who will win i'm i'm kind of thinking tony will win but you know i hope he wins i think tony will win and then i think there'll be a tony and connor fight this year but i think the next fight for connor it almost could be that fucking bmf masvidal fight uh i know he's coming out to australia masvidal like him too I uh, wouldn't mind going to see his doing his speaking tour. So I think that's like March. So I don't think he's going to fight prior to March. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, I'd love to see him fight Kamara Usman. I met Kamara when I was in New York. You know, cool guy. But I'd love to see Connor punch his fucking face off because I'm a Connor Dick Ryder fanboy from way back. So let's fucking do it. Um, that's my two cents. That was UFC 246 breakdown. It's me, King of the Couch, really, really getting nice and slurpy, sloppy off proper 12 whiskey. And on that note, I'm going to take another little sip. I turned 31 yesterday. Conor McGregor wins today. I was spoiled rotten. This is a great, great treat for me this weekend. Um, great card. Great way to start 2020. Conor's in for a big year. The King of the Couch is in for a big year. On that note, we're going to fucking hang up these gloves just for this evening knock off a little bit more proper 12 kiss you all good night and i will see you when i see you have a lovely evening